0: Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Headland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. We are so happy you are here at the family table with us. If you've been following along with the podcast, we have been talking about a lot of epic things. We've been sharing about what it looks like to be the mirror image of Christ, to share in Christ's suffering by being a roaring lamb, but that's a new breed of believers on the planet. We've been talking a lot about our masterclass and how Lath coaches people in their identity and destiny and that opportunity that we'll talk about at the end of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to the previous few weeks, we really want to encourage you to please go listen to those because it is all building up to what we're talking about today. Um, Lath, I don't know if you've noticed it. I know you have because you've been experiencing a lot in the past few years, but um, there have been a lot of storms that you've had to navigate, that this team has had to navigate. I've personally had to navigate a lot of storms. I am remembering 2020. Um, I mean, storms. the storms that we've had to face will go all the way back for, for several years, but I'm just remembering in 2020 after the global pandemic, um, a lot of our staff were ready to move out naturally in life. Some due to having a child, one was moving to a different state. And then as soon as the global pandemic shut us down, uh, our staff, we only had one staff member, that was me. And then a few months later, you had to have surgery, which put you out for another few months. So it was a crazy, crazy year.
1: I Um, forgot about surgery. I I had a long list of attacks, but you brought some trauma back. I forgot (laughs) about that.
0: How can we forget? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Needless to say, there's been a lot of stuff we've had to walk through, and I am sure so many of our listeners can identify with walking through storms. It could be family members' health. I lost a few family members in 2020 um, due to the, the COVID-19 disease, um, and it was very difficult to navigate. And like, there's a few stories in scripture that share about navigating storms, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Is how Jesus navigated storms, what he invited his disciples into. But before we jump into that, I want to hear a little bit more of what you've had to navigate over the past few years.
1: No, I think that the one thing I'm learning about life, and it's very disappointing if you don't learn this one life lesson. Life consists of storms. So if you think that when you receive Jesus, it's gonna just be smooth sailing, it's gonna be 72 degrees and it's only one season. And if you think that, you have a lot of disappointment. And I know even some of the gospel messages is kind of, if you're coming to Jesus, it's gonna be smooth sailing and Jesus is coming in here for a self-improvement, you are already very valuable and he's just gonna make you more and more valuable the more you're with him. He's the lucky one that you will let him coming into your life and to improve your life. And to some degree, there's a lot of people that bought into that and they're going to major challenge it because when the storms hit, they're like, hey, I follow this Jesus and things got worse. I go back to the old way and they <laughs> have this whole deconstruct and So the life lesson I've learned is that you are either on your way into a storm or you are in the middle of a storm or you are on your way out of a storm. But storms in life is part of life. It is actually the very thing that helps us to build muscles. We don't like resistance, but without resistance, you don't build muscles. So for any one of us to start, especially as eagle Christians, it's different for the chickens, but for any eagle Christians to in the next moment, not knowing how to navigate storms, that means you're going to be affected by it. And many times it leads to disappointments. It is the hope deferred that makes your heart sick because you suddenly maybe have a breakthrough and then it looks like a breakdown. And that was what 2020 was. So you're hearing all the prophetic words and we're ready for 2020 and had 2020 vision for 2020. And then suddenly it's like Palm Sunday. That's the kind of experience I think. Whoa, yeah, finally here he is riding in the king. Yeah, here he is coming. And then he changes the direction. And then you have the Thursday. And then Friday comes along, and everything goes so dark, so dark that all of them are actually disappearing, except for John is at the cross with some women. So I'm saying that's kind of where life, the life—the storm—suddenly hits them, where Peter would deny him, and Judas would betray him, and things starts to happen. This is part of this discipleship journey of following Jesus. So that's what we're going to look at. So I, I realize then, uh, I, God gave me some things to help me to navigate through very difficult to both 2020 and 2021. But then I was kind of a little battle fatigued fatigue then came in as we moved into this year. And one of the things for me, it's very helpful for me if I have navigation tools, especially knowing on a global level, what's taking place? That's one of my special sources because I'm called to be part of disciplination. nation. But second of also how to, from a micro perspective, dealing both with the large storms that is out there, but also to be able to know because God started to speak to me in January. I was a little disappointed after again. It seems that we got hit by some, including in the natural. The whole family are coming together. And wow, well, finally, we'll be looking forward. And my daughter is getting married and we're going to meet her fiance. They're coming all the way from Norway. We have all these plans. It's going to be a beautiful time for Christmas. Everybody home for Christmas. And then one after the other get hit by COVID until, and everything was look, looked like devastated. And then we got hit by storm and lightning and took out our computer and TV and. And then one thing after the other. So suddenly in 10 days, you could realize saying, oops, everything that I had at Hope on Palm Sunday, you get to Friday, everything changed. And in the middle of God, can you help me to show me how Sunday looks like? Because some of us, we've had a long two year storm Saturday between Friday and Sunday. But if you do not see Sunday, you're going to lose hope in the middle of it. So what is it on the other side of the storm that is worthwhile? Second of all, what are the lessons that I can learn from the storm? Mm. And the two storms we're going to talk about in the next two podcasts is connected to two different storms going on at the same time period. And that's what he showed me then in January. That has helped me at least 11 times so far this year. But I forget very quickly which storm is going on and you have to lean back and know how to navigate, because you're not going to find balance in it. You have to find a rhythm in it. And that's the challenge for many believers in this season, especially as the weather starts to brew up and you see it all over the place. It's getting into hurricane season, both in the natural and in the spirit, but also geopolitically. And then how do each one of us navigate? That's the purpose of this lesson. I want to give some of my tools that God has given me to help me in the middle of my storms, uh, and then hopefully this is going to be a help people to get to the other seat side and experience everything that God has intended on the other side of the storm.
0: That's right. And before we jump into the stories, I, I think it's good to note that the storms that you'll be discussing in the next two podcasts um, are storms that take place when you are in God's will. That is an important, important note uh, because we will eventually talk about the storms that take place when you're out of God's will. Um, But yeah, it's good for us to know that when we are being obedient, we're following, we're following what God has for us, um, that we will face storms and learning how to navigate those storms is a very important part of our spiritual walks. So the first storm, we find Jesus sleeping in the middle of the storm. Leif, can you share more about why in the world Jesus would do this?
1: I could give the background for the people because I think it's important for people to have the framework. And I maybe take the time. I know we're using a lot of time, but the scripture speaks for itself. And it is from Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And it says, on the same day when evening had come, it's important that now evening has come. He said to them, now let us go to the other side. Now, when they had left, they had left the multitudes. They took along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. I want people to feel and see that. And he was in the sterns, so in the front of the boat in the stern. He was asleep on a pillow. One translation is a cushion. And they awoke him and they said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? <laughs> and how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. That's an upgrade in fear, by the way. And they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And for people that are not aware of that in the Greek, here, it doesn't stop with chapter by chapter. Then automatically says, then they came to the other side. So they actually end up on the other side of the storm, on the sea, in uh, to the country of the gathering and when he had come out of the boat, immediately they met out of the tombs a man with unclean spirit. He dwelt among tombs. So the whole story, there, what was on the other side of this storm? It was a region that has been occupied by demonic force. And it was a man that was the strong man of that region that needed Jesus and revival. They couldn't have gone directly from without the storm. Because there were certain things they needed in the storm. So they could also see Jesus. What he's doing is showing their disciple. Why could Jesus deal with this demon? Because he had already been at rest. Well, there's a lot of things that's connected to the bigger story that the disciples are supposed to get the nutrients. So I'm putting this together. This story starts with Jesus saying, and that's why I'm saying that you are in God's will. Let us go to the other side. Jesus is in a boat, and they're on a journey together with Jesus. That's what a lot of us are. We're on a journey with Jesus. I'm not saying we are perfect. He is perfect. But we're on a journey with Jesus. This is not a Jonah because we've rebelled, and here's the consequences because of it is judgment. No, it is part of a journey together with Jesus. And there was other boats. Jesus, he brings his pillow. So here's a couple of lessons that I think that's connected with this. He is the one that said, let us go to the other side. And I want every one of us to watch in January. He is the one that said, here's what you're going to do on this trip to Pakistan. And I ended up at least with 11 storms before, during, and after, including I still have some scars from one of them. So the reality here was there was three three different areas the storm affected. One, there was a physical storm. The vehicle, the boat was being filled with water, the wind was severe, and these disciples that were seasoned fishermen, at least some of them were, they were scared to death, meaning this is severe, so it's a reality, so I want to challenge everyone that is watching now, looking at the last couple of years and starts to identify some of the physical storms that's coming, that can be physical storms like this, but what off? It could be finances, COVID-19, the, uh, what's happening with George Floyd, I and mean, we can see the weather pattern. The reality, it doesn't matter if you deny it and say this is made up of governments and the, all of that. No, the reality that most of us has been affected by some major physical storms. that is, It has been brewing, but it continued to brew and some people think it's gonna get bet, better, including the financial storms that people are in nowadays. You can look at the gas pump. You can deny it's happening, but just fill up your gas tank. I paid $109 last time I filled up my tank. And you, you, you're saying, so we are in the middle of a physical storm. But then the second storm, the Bible says here. So that was water in your boat and you are drowning. So it's a real life. So that's good that if you don't identify, you try to deny it, you're going to drown sooner or later. So it doesn't help me to confess myself out of it. It is to identify this is what's going wow. on. Second of all, there was an emotional storm. The Bible says, they were afraid. And a lot of us, and saying us, because I have been in the middle of it most of the time I navigate, but the word here helps me, the emotional, they were afraid. I mean, and a lot of people are afraid right now. A lot of people are struggling on the inside to navigate because they don't know how it looks like on the other side. They have left one thing and now they're in the middle of a storm and it is affecting finances, affecting sleep for people. Some have physical, the immune system is being affected. I even see some people with a cortisol level is going high up and you can see all these things is taking place as an effect, they were afraid. The storms that is going on in inside is rooted in fear. Fear is the root of it, but it is manifested in many different ways, including anger and frustration or us against them, blame, shame, game, and et cetera, et cetera. Because they're in the middle of it and no, oh, it's his fault and this and that. Everything is, and that doesn't always help. So you have to deal with that. And then the hardest storm, this is the most painful. There's a spiritual storm going on. Where are you? Why are you asleep? Jesus, where are you in the middle of it? I called you. My child is on the way to the hospital. I call you. Where are you when I need you? My friend died and you were supposed to be there. Lazarus. Jesus, where are you in the middle of this storm? It seems like you're not caring. You're quiet in the middle of it. Where are you when I need you the most? There's a lot of prayer and a lot of cries and a lot of people are wrestling. So you have the physical you have the emotional, and you have the spiritual storm. Three areas being totally affected by this storm. So that's kind of the framework for this session. And then there's some gold nuggets that you're going to dig out of me that I can share. With you.
0: <laughs> that's absolutely right. Uh, with all three of those, physical, emotional, spiritual, we all experience depths of each of those storms. Physical is perhaps you... Have had a, a pre-existing medical condition that you've been contending for healing for, and you have yet to be healed, um, or perhaps you have lasting effects from nav- going through COVID nineteen. um, Emotional, the of uh, the losses in life, the disappointments in life, how that just really is acts as corrosion over your heart. Uh, it's difficult to see clearly. It's as if the boat that you're on's in really foggy weather when you're navigating these storms, the physical, emotionals, and the spiritual, to see God correctly in the middle of this almost feels like a miracle. Like, can I truly believe God is who he says he is when I am going through these three things? Um, so like, I would love to hear from you uh, because the overarching message here is We're being invited to rest in the middle of these storms, but we can't, it doesn't seem like we can get to that resting place until we face a few things. So that, that emotional place that you have to go to, to be face-to-face with God so that you can really allow him to touch those root issues. I'd love for you to take a few minutes to speak into that, that, that face-to-face place. It's the same thing that we're teaching our master class students, um, to get into the presence so that he can heal root issues in your life so that you can get to the resting place.
1: Yeah, I would uh, at least just taking a couple of gold nuggets just out of the text that is helping me and and is helping me with uh, to experiencing Jesus, the prince of wholeness, the word shalom. Jesus is the prince of peace, the prince of shalom in the middle of the storm. So he is the prince, meaning a royal son of shalom, of wholeness, safe, sound, complete, whole and every. How do I experience Jesus in the middle of all of this? Number one if people taking notes, uh, he is the one that says, let us go, us go to the other side, us go to the other side, you're not alone. And some people have to be aware. First of all, what word did he speak? And many of us have forgotten because in the storms you cannot see, in the storms you cannot hear, except for the wind and the noise and everything else. So you have to go back to the remembrance. When you forget, that's when you are drowning. in in air so that's the first lesson in regard to navigation so before all these things hit i can promise you one thing there's something that he gave you that's a typical that i find over and over again in my life there was something including this message that's why i'm helping people so that you can go back to this but when you forget so i forgot so many times that Mm. he gave me the tools to navigate this because when the storm hits i'm just trying to get water over the boat and I'm on my way to the emergency room or whatever, it hits quickly and you forget about the navigation tools. So number one, what word did he speak before the storm happened? What memory stones do you have? What is the prophecy over your life? What are some of the things that you can go back to to navigate? He said, let us go to the other side. So if he said, we're gonna get to the other side, he's not gonna drown in the middle of the storm. Jesus is not going to drown in the middle of your storm. He's going to be with you in this storm. So next time we're going to talk about when he's not in your boat, but at least in this boat, this is good news. This is actually very, this is not a scary setting. It is when you're in the middle of it, but when you get the navigation tool, this one is actually going to be very helpful for you. The second thing is, watch what what Jesus is doing in this storm. It's very, very key. I didn't say what the devil is doing. I didn't say what Jesus is not doing. I am not saying what the Democrats, Republicans, your neighbor, what's going on in the news, the inflation, the economy is doing. I am saying, what is Jesus Jesus doing in the middle of the storm and being aware of that? Because what we are doing is we're taking our eyes. It's like Simon walking on water. We're going to learn in the next session. So I don't want to jump there. But what we do is we take our eyes off Jesus in the middle of it and we start to see how much... If that's the pain and everything else, that's what the enemy wants to do is to take our eyes away from Jesus. So they should have noticed, ah, oh, Jesus is there at the stern. The other thing they should have known is when we're going in the boat, what is Jesus bringing with him into the boat? Oh, the Bible says a pillow. What is the subtly, what is the importance of this pillow in this story? The importance is that Jesus knows they're gonna go into a storm because Jesus knows everything about everything. And he knows what you're going to face. So if Jesus is calm, it is not for you to be, no matter what the circumstances are. So knowing that Jesus is bringing a pillow, the suggestion should be for any one of us to know there is something about to happen. And we have to learn to find and learn the weapon of rest. Jesus intentionally is planning to rest and sleep in the middle of the storm. How can he be asleep or rest in the middle of the storm? Jesus, don't you understand what's going on right now? Why? Very good question that you asked me that, Kaylee. And here's why. Because Jesus can be asleep and rest in the middle of the storm because where the Father is There is totally, so both the storm clouds, they are real on this level, but he is operating with the operating system. This is the navigation tool. All I do is what I see my father do. So he sees in the middle of the storm, there is a resting place. So he's resting where the father is resting. If the father is what we're gonna learn in the next storm, that is different, but in this storm, It is learning the hard work of rest. In this storm, rest is actually a weapon of warfare. In this storm, the enemy is trying for you to operate out of restlessness, out of anxiety, out of fear. And you have a reason for it in the natural, but not in the spirit realm, when you recognize, what did he say? Second of all, what is he doing? What is your place in the middle of it? A couple of more simple lessons out of that, just taking a couple of nutrients that would help. So for me then in the middle of a stop for a moment, uh, okay, what? find my memory stone. So that my hearing comes back and my vision comes back. Second of all, then recognize what Jesus is doing. Ah, Jesus, you are resting right now. I, I did it two days ago. I did it four days ago. Why am I feeling this? The whole adrenal glances and when he is resting. So what is Jesus doing in the middle? Recognize, learn to recognize his voice, his faith. And if he is full of rest, oh, doesn't matter what I see around me. Happened so many times in the Middle East. Couldn't make sense of it, but I could recognize in the middle of those storms that was happening over and over again to navigate, I saw what Jesus doing. So I'm not doing anything. I'm resting with him. And rest becomes your weapon of warfare and at a rest you wear the enemy out. Not that they, when they wake him up then, It's like, why are you afraid? He's dealing with a root issue. What is the root fear that is going on in the middle of the storm? That's one area that we have to deal with. What is the root fear that he wants to deal with you? So instead of, well, I did it again, or this is coming up, God, you don't understand. Excuse me, what is the root fear? And for them, they were afraid. It's not that. Why are you afraid? What what makes you when you know he has spoken a word over you, knowing that he is resting? Why are you still afraid? In the natural, they say, "Why does an eagle soar? Why does my dog bark?" It sounds silly, but in the spirit realm, he wants to get into the root of the root fear in your life. Well, um, I don't really trust that you're going to be my provider in the middle of this inflation. I really don't. And you can just make that list. Are you my physician? Are you my healer? Are you my, did I have a savior or did I have a Lord? So do I really totally trust in the Lordship of Jesus in the middle of it? And that's going to be, where are you in the middle of this? Why are you afraid? And then a couple of more nutrients that comes out of that very thing. And Jesus eventually, he rebukes the, yeah, he rebukes the wind and he says, peace be still. Here's another key lesson here. Where is peace moving in your life? Because he said peace be still. That means that peace is moving. And speaking peace to be still. The stillness of peace. So when peace is moving for recognizing. Another key lesson here is you have authority over the storms you can sleep in. I cannot speak to the storms that is out there as long as I have storms on the inside. So he wants to deal with a root issue that creates storms on the inside when he has spoken a word and he's resting in the boat. But he wants to deal with those root issues so that you together with him can deal with what's going on, on the outside because you don't have it on the inside. So. Jesus, the reason he could speak to the storm and the storm would listen to him and peace will be still. He is the prince of peace, but he did have peace because where the father is, there is peace. And he released that into the situation and peace came back into an alignment and became still. Peace, be still. But then when they recognize who he is, this is what this is pretty much all about. And it is your storm is all about. What are you going to worship? When they recognize that sometimes we forget about in this office, I forget about there's another person more real than me. I know we're sitting in different offices here, but we forget about who he is. We kind of have this self-improvement Jesus that is coming in there, and we get disappointed instead of having. No, when they realize that, the Bible says, wow. And they feared exceedingly, and they said to one another, who can this be that even wind and waves obey him. So what we're recognizing in the middle of all the circumstances is for him to reveal who he is to us in the middle of it. And when you're realizing it's actually God himself, and he's Lord over circumstances, Lord over the wind, he's Lord over everything, he rules and reigns the universe, and he is with you. And And so they became exceedingly afraid when he's suddenly getting in awe in the awesomeness. This is actually a, both a negative and a positive, because I say, because what that's supposed to do for us, this exceedingly, the upgrade in fear in this situation, is for you to actually have the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. Now you can begin wisdom and knowing the Holy One is understanding Proverbs. So all wisdom flows from the fear of the Lord, not being afraid of the Lord, exceedingly afraid, but i becoming in awe in the awesomeness. i recognize who is in my life. I recognize he has authority over everything that is happening. And I recognize that I'm living my life with a savior, but I don't have a Lord. And do not operate and trust in the Lordship of Jesus Christ in every area of my life. And the recognition of this, say, help the fear of the Lord sets you free from fear for anything else.
0: Come on. That's so good. I was just thinking of uh, Hebrews 11. There is this verse that says, "And Sarah considered God faithful. And we know the story. Sarah, they, they face a lot of storms before their promise was fulfilled. And when Sarah received the promise of a a son, there's a 25 year gap. And that word consider means that God's faithfulness was her leading thought. So no matter the storms that she was facing, her leading thought was, but no matter what God, you are faithful. I can trust in your faithfulness. And that's an element in what you're talking about. Um, and as you were speaking, there were three specific storms that I remember that you had to face, um, that I would love for you to speak into real time of how you shifted your perspective, um, during that storm and how you overcame it. The first one I remembered was when you were in Pakistan, um, and this healing festival, I believe this was Pakistan, 2019, um, you were going to go to this unreached area and minister to a lot of people who had never heard the name of Jesus. And they had to cancel the event because of inclement weather, the the whole stadium flooded and you were experiencing a lot of spiritual attacks in your hotel room. And it was a storm. It was a mental, physical, spiritual storm that you were facing. Um, But there was a moment that you had overcome uh, that night. And the two others that I was thinking was most recently, um, the little storm, the storms that we've been facing all year, uh, they were building up and your perspective was on the storms and you received a prophetic word this week that helped you actually heighten your perspective and realize that you're called to co-labor with Christ as all of these spiritual things are are happening with you. This is the word that Blake Haley gave you. Um, and the first one was you had alluded to uh, your perspective shifting in January, 2022, that through December the storms were piling up, your kids were here from Norway, COVID hit, but then you were invited to walk on faith again in January. So um, they all have similar, you can choose which one you wanna talk about, but they all have similar things where your perspective shifted in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, and I think that again, because we're gonna talk, uh, this is a two so we do not get to unpack all of it. But like I mentioned, these storms go in and out like this and we're gonna learn. So we're just focusing on this one storm now. And I don't want people, it's like Jesus is full of grace and truth. This is the paradoxes that you will find two different. We talk about the lamb and the lion and constantly. So it is not, so we are learning this one is to lean back. So in the next storm, we can lean forward. That's what we're learning here. But this one is about learning how to lean back because that's what this is about. The other one, we're gonna learn how to lean forward and knowing the wisdom to know the difference. So like the one you talked about in 2019, it started actually two years earlier that I felt, I read in the Time Magazine about this place and this region that was so full of darkness that I invited myself as a father, if you can use me and I made myself available. I was in Australia, I still remember in Noosa Beach. And then as soon as I made that decision, I got this bad infection. My ear popped and it still popped to that. I can, that's one of my issues just, just came again. So when this attack of this area starts to be talked about, this ear get clogged and I get vertical, got very sick. The doctor said you have to be here, but I had to be somewhere else in another country from there. But you have to be here for two weeks to heal up your ear because you shouldn't fly. I flew and I busted my eardrum in the middle of it. Make that story short. It was one thing after the other. As soon as I made that decision, it was physical. It was everything to try to stop me. And the details of this was would take hours, but I'm just giving, it was tough. Six months before, things happen. Finances, health, family, and especially the ones you love when they also get hit by it and they are drowning because they're on the boat with you. So you're just trying to navigate. And then I had people that come in, intercessors says, we don't believe you're supposed to go this time. Close family members, we don't think you're supposed to go. So you just, everywhere you go, you have even the words. I did, including Papa Jack. It's like, people were starting to question me, are you supposed to go? And I eventually, it should be very easy. And you, because you were in the office during that time, period, remember very clearly that suddenly we're hearing this war breaking loose between Pakistan and India, the tension, and they were shooting down the airplanes, and Pakistan captured the pilots, and India was retaliating. There. And this was going back and forth. And this is right on the border. So they shut down the air services and the whole air system over Pakistan because they knew there was going to be bombing. That was right when we were going to go. So even there, a storm brewed up between two superpowers waiting for the nuclear weapon and hit the global news. So the airline canceled all the services over the country. That means you cannot even fly over the country. I'm not talking about landing in the country. Nobody is allowed to coming in that's when I'm going to go. So you have everything that says no, 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 no. And it's been going on for two years. One hit that after you have to still deal with things in the office at home. And people are not aware always of these storms that is going on night and day, night and day. So the three hours of sleep and physical beaten down and ear ringing and vertical and migraine headaches and I still remember we were driving to the airport, my wife and my daughter, and they all questioned me. There is no air service and all of the stuff that's going on. And through this whole journey, we know that we bought an extra, I mean, changed things around just to go to Qatar, spent a lot of extra money. But I'm like, if I can just get to Qatar, I'm close enough at least I can hurry in and still be able to make this assignment. And again, got hit, hit, hit. My daughter says, dad, Catherine, my youngest one, one day, I would like you to walk me down the aisle. Are you sure you have to go?" And what I didn't say is I walked into that airport and I just wept. And then I afterwards, try to find out in Qatar Airways, again, you're not going to go in there. I ended up in Doha, Qatar, in the middle of nowhere. It was horrific in the middle of a storm. You can't get in there. Pagliaro, I can't get to hear from him. Everything shut down. He is in Dubai. I didn't know where he was at, what was going on. Everyone else on the team, it's canceled and you're alone. And then eventually make the story the day before I was able to get a flight to another city. I got into that city, and then a physical storm comes in. It's not even rain season, and it hits us. And for the next 12 hours in the ride, this storm is just hammering us in a vehicle and stuff. I eventually end up, and not slept, ringing in ear, air, fever, aching in all the body, your body is shutting down, and a physical storm is coming in. Right outside is a mosque in this one city, and I'm inside of what I call my dungeon. It is a damp room. And then my coordinator is going to go into the air where we're doing the event the next day. So they're going there. I'm in the room, and it's damp. And then it drops 20 degrees, and I starts to freeze in there. Then suddenly this imam-looking guy shows up in the middle of the room. Then he disappears, and I'm hallucinating. I'm losing my mind. And then the mosque right outside ah! starts loud, and I'm in the middle of this and I am about to lose, I'm about to die in this cave. That's a very good place to be. And then at that moment, remember the memory storm. You're dying in the middle of the storm. I had another word for that season, and it's another one of my life messages that you become. The word at that one was John 20, verse 19 to 23. The disciple went the same storm that I was in. So it took me back, just like I said here. What was the word? And he had given me a word years earlier, that the word has not got me yet. You find that in the middle of the storm. And then I remember the disciples in the storm, they're afraid that they're gonna be killed by the same Jews that killed Jesus. This is before they knew he had been risen from the dead. And they were in that tension in his room, crippled by fear, John 20, verse 19. And then Jesus comes and appears among them. I said, Jesus, remember that word can you just appear among me because I'm dying and I'm drowning in the middle of my storm and Jesus present came into that room and he says peace be with you life and then he showed me his hands on his side he says whatever you need I'm here I'm not forgotten you I'm in the middle of your storm you're going to make it and I survived because this encounter that I had with Jesus that day and his word that I had. And I reckon I, I saw, I found Jesus in the middle of my storm. So all of these things is not theories that I'm reading. Is, it is, is words that's been tested. And anyone that nobody can imagine what I was going through and had gone through, and especially this part of the world, it led to a major upgrade. And by the way, just four weeks ago, I was back in that area. And by the way, the storm went in and destroyed that whole area and water filled the whole stadium, that region, area where we're going to be. We had 50,000 seats, all of them. I lost the whole event, lost the money, lost everything, lost everything. And the storm destroyed and the storm seems to win. But it was not over yet because it looks like that storm was destroying me, but it was doing was building muscles. And then just recently, as I was driving down to the CPA, the Lord said, it's time for you to walk on water to get ready this time now is ready to go against the wind and get to the other side. Because I had an assignment there, the enemy stopped you the first time, but you're going to make it a second time and we just came from there and many people have seen the videos of that, but it just was, we were able to get that breakthrough in the middle of it. It's not just about what's happening on the other side. It's what's happening to you in the middle of it. And all those, if you don't get those lessons from the storms, that would be what makes me nervous. So there was a word that saved me, that it was also Jesus in the middle of the storm, because that's the kind of a storm. I was worn out instead of wearing the enemy out. And the enemy was wearing me out. And if you're in the middle of that storm, that's the first storm. And later on, we're going to get to the second storm. So that would be one of those. And... You mentioned three stories, but that would be probably the primary, the big one. But yeah. every one of them, sometimes it is the small storms that hits very quickly. And before you know it, or it's not maybe hurricane wind, but sometimes at the time and being aware of your emotional tank when some of those things is hitting, because that's often when the enemy is just waiting to your emotional battery is low, and then he sends in the wind. Then. But these winds is not because, as I say, you're outside God's will. This is part of the training for raining. If you have a theology yeah. it's not supposed to happen, you're going to miss out on some amazing things because you will actually stay on the shore and never get to the other side. So I could wow. I could have chosen to not take risk. And I think there's a lot of people out there. I just choose to stay on land. I'm staying there. I'm outside that will and say, well, I don't see any storms because you're not obedient to moving into what God has next for you because of fear. So there's a lot of people are missing out what God has because... They're afraid of storm. I don't want the pain. I don't want to expect much for Jesus because if I don't expect much, I don't have to feel the pain of disappointments. Wow. And there's a lot of people right now that have lowered expectation and they're going lesser than what God has for their life because of the fear of the pain that you feel of disappointment. I can't handle another storm. So I lower myself so low that the wind cannot hit me any longer. But then I don't see anymore. I don't get to walk on water. I don't attempt. I don't see the invisible and I don't do the impossible. That's the danger of a whole generation that is on the other side that never will experience in the fullness what he has and what he intended for as a result of this storm.
0: Yes, God help us. (laughs) Help us to see you rightly, to see you worthy of our yes, our follow. Um, Just as a quick recap, I loved that you said it all starts with the, let us go part of the verse where we have to remember that Jesus is present and he is with us in our storms. Um, and that memory stones, that's a great starting point to help you navigate your storms because here's, what's going to happen with the memory stones. It's going to help you remember God, remember who he is, remember Jesus, remember the Holy spirit and how he has provided for you how he has comforted you, how he has given you wisdom in your time of need. It's the second point was to watch what Jesus is doing in the storm. Is he resting or is he at war? If he's resting in this story, he brought his pillow with him. What did he bring with him his pillow? He is warring with rest. That is his weapon of warfare. It's to rest. And that's what we're being invited to um, on this podcast today is to, look at all that's going on in our life and invite God to touch those root issues so that we can be in a place of rest so that we can see him rightly. Leif, thank you so much for sharing. Um, what a joy before we end today's podcast, do you have any final words?
1: No, I just think I wanted just to pray over people and, and bless them with a Jesus, the Prince of Shalom, Peace. Father, Amen. I just thank you so much. Mm-hmm your goodness and kindness for sending us Jesus. I thank you for the invitation for us to become part of a spiritual formation by being disciples of Jesus, that you say, follow me and I will make you fisher of men. Thank you for the enjoyment of leaving the former life behind and becoming a follower of you, Jesus, and following your footsteps. I thank you, Jesus, that sometimes that even if we don't like it and it doesn't feel good, you are helping us to build muscles for this next season. And in the middle, that you are allowing some of that resistance that we feel is about to kill us, but instead what it does is makes us more like you. I thank you for Friday. I don't want the Sunday without Friday. I thank you for the place of death where we are dying to self and when we're getting to the point where we're becoming free from ourselves, the divine exchange that took place on the cross, that when you, Jesus, died, I died with you. And I've been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20, and it is no longer I who live. I no longer live. And it is Christ who lives in me and through me. So I thank you for that lifestyle together with you. I even thank you for the Saturday, the waiting period between... <laughs> What seems to be a debt to a vision to be a resurrection. I thank you for the Saturday between Sunday, where I learn to hear your voice and totally trust you, even when things doesn't make sense. And I thank you for Sunday. I thank you for resurrection life. I thank you the beauty of it when we get to the other side and what we get to experience. The beauty of Sunday. I thank you for every aspect of life. For winter season, springtime, summer, and fall. I love all the season of the spiritual walk together with you. But I want you to bless people with grace, grace, grace in this season. Grace to enjoy, but also the grace to endure. The grace and the empowerment to be able to, in the middle of what's going on are these two storms. have the wisdom to tap into Jesus what are you doing what are you saying in the middle of it and resting in that in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen amen
0: amen amen thank you so much for your time life what a rich rich interview if you are desiring a upgrade in your identity, if you want to know your God-given purposes, we want to invite you to join us in Leif's masterclass, Blueprint for Kingdom Identity. It's launching on September 5th. So if you want to learn more, you can visit KingdomLifeBlueprint.com. We look forward to seeing you again. See you later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media, at Leif Hedlund. and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.